You're not my man. You're not my man. You're a genius. And we are live. What's good, people? We got another addition to the Who's Man series. I say this every fucking time, but we've been rolling through these interviews left and right. It's been a good year. It's been a good year. And today we got a part, not a part two, but a, the second time, I guess, Who's Man's number two. So people don't get it twisted. With, five. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> with an MC that, you know, since I fucking heard his project, it was probably two years ago. Uh, I've been a fan. I've been a fan since. And I was, you know, I was honored with him hopping on the track of mine. And he's just been just trailblazing. He's been on a fucking, he's been on a path of destruction getting music out there. Yo, MST, introduce yourself for the people tuning in. What's good, yo? Uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you all for having me. Uh, Anthony Cannon, as you can see on the, on the screen, uh, upstate New York. Uh, definitely came on here a couple years ago when I dropped my first project uh, and was very grateful because not a lot of first projects get any type of love, any type of buzz from any type of news source uh, or blog. So for y'all to have picked that up and for us to have built a relationship through that that's still here today, it's just amazing and proof of what the internet can do as we were talking about before. So, uh, Cannon, you know we here. We about to have a good time. Thank y'all for tuning in. Yeah, for sure, man. Yo, honestly, I still remember that first project. And I remember like, <clears throat> so it's kind of funny because just your sound at the time, like when it first hit, I was like, does one, you know, not your man's was still, was still a little fresh, probably a year deep. And I was just like, yo, I need more, I need more grit. I need more real music. Cause it was yeah. started the page. It was a whole lot of fucking SoundCloud shit, a whole lot of just terrible when mainstream was making that change. And when I heard just shit, I was just like, let's go. So the timing was just perfect. Cause now whenever I have to recommend like, yo, who got dope voices or like gritty stuff, I always like, I always think oh, upcoming artists or someone who's doing work. I always recommend you. I'm like, yo, this dude can, he got a, he got a fire voice. He'd be rapping his asshole and he, he could flash. He flashed too. Like he'll do the flex rap, but he'll, he'll punch and then he'll throw a sports reference. And that shit I like, you know what I mean? Nah, big facts. I mean, uh, when I came into, uh, the person that I am today or the artist that I am today, cause I've been rapping for fucking forever. I just shared a video on Facebook today. Like, you know, how your memories pop up. I had a memory of just like a little cell phone video from a decade ago, literally 10 years. And I'm just looking at that shit laughing and just thinking about all the chapters that I like grew through as a, as an artist, as a person. And that shit is truly hilarious, but it's humbling at the same time. I'm just glad that I didn't give up. I kept going with this shit and it makes me excited to think about where it could be in another 10 years. Keep it a buck. It's definitely something that definitely something I'm grateful for. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's, and it's dope. like, since we heard your first project, you've put out mad bodies of work, but it's not even just like, it's dope. Like it's dope to see an artist. Obviously you believe in yourself cause you working, you know what I'm saying? But it's also dope to see someone who's making the right moves, who's doing their thing, making a buzz, but like you work with other people too. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I've said it to you. I've said it to Everybody from upstate that I've talked to that I I know is affiliated with your circle and shit. Yo, I love the way y'all work. I love the way y'all do shit together and support and just the movement, bro. Like a lot of places wishes they like wish they had scenes like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's dope. It wasn't always like that, man. Like uh, like I said, I've been rapping 
uh, for a long time. And I'm only 24 right now, but a long, long time. I started putting videos out when I was nine, 10 years old. And when I was putting those videos out practicing, I wasn't really pursuing per se. I was just rapping the rap, but I knew and was uh, conscious of every artist that was in Ithaca or around the area trying to do something. And it wasn't, it wasn't that scene that it is today. Um, it was more, is that typical crab in a bucket mentality? I know a lot of artists who back in the day could have benefited from the unity that we have out here. Um, and I got a, I, I got a lot of hate and flat for working with so many artists and trying to bridge so many networks, but yeah, it was, I'm, it was, it was more so closeted. Hey, a couple people would yeah. come to me and say, stop doing it. Like, but that's, yeah. it, it, it helped along with a bunch of other artists out here forming that type of mentality that we're stronger together than apart, yep. uh, which is a, which is a large reason why this area has been able to see some sort of success. I mean, there's so many talented artists out oh, here. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot. There's a, there's a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Whisper Jess says, what up, fam? What's good? Oh, Jess? What's good, Jess? <laughs> right there. Hey, there goes Jess. What's crazy is like, to see like that kind of connection and that kind of love. It's crazy to hear people hating on it because it's yeah. like, yo, if anyone knows just any, any history, no matter what part of hip-hop you're from, any history from hip-hop anywhere – it always starts off with a team. It always starts off with a unity. Like it starts off like even now, the mainstream is controlled by groups. Like look at the conglomerates. South. They're all conglomerates, dog. Think of the South. Anytime that you know, motherfuckers want to say the South ruined hip hop and all that, but yo, the South they ride together. Like hey, this Gucci man is responsible for like sixty percent. <laughs> Him and Young Thug are responsible for like sixty percent <laughs> of the artists that come and go. <clears throat> them you know what i'm saying and they get mad love it's like if you work with anybody out here they're just like, oh you work with them what's up you know let's do something because they see you working with other people out here that are you know what i'm saying doing shit too so they like that i don't know why no, of course and it's, it's not a secret either like it's very obvious that uh even some places in the west um the south specifically like mm -hmm. they're so clicked up and you see other yeah. artists be able to just they get a feature and then they're on and that's because they were already involved with the circle people were already familiar somewhat with their face but yep. now you hear them on a song with somebody Hell else yeah. that you fuck with and yep. now they're able to drop their own song and just continue riding away it's, it's honestly beautiful but it's something yep. that new york has lacked for for a while which is yep. why they fell back in the track when people talk oh, about yeah. the coast and, and the music yeah, game in general started off what's crazy is like new york started off just everyone was separate. You knew a New York, you knew a city rapper versus a Harlem rapper versus a Long Island. You knew the styles, you knew the way it worked. And like, yeah, there was a time where there was unity, but once shit started to separate and, you know, the egos get involved and shit like that. Now New York don't even got its own sound anymore. You know, it's like, what do we have now? Drill and like Jada kiss, like New York doesn't have. Nothing. <laughs> Not you know? son. I mean, when you talk about the city, like there's always those underground markets, but they definitely adopted drill and uh, that kind of Midwest days loaf sound for a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. they, they, they got that too, but upstate is responsible for that, that resurgence of uh, that classic New York sound. And I'm not responsible for it, but I'm definitely trying to carry oh, the torch. Because, it gets crazy with it. Oh my God. Son, I, I, I mean, look at now the, the fucking <clears throat> Zelda wave. 
mm-hmm. like shout out to upstate like this. When the fuck did you think a, a street nigga is going to be at a Grammy, bro, or at a fashion? This nigga Conway, you got like 30 percent lack of usage in his face in a fucking fresh suit at a modeling event. That's crazy to me. You know, he's man, I'm stuck. <laughs> no, no. And West Side Gun, unbelievable. The type of mind that he is, the entrepreneur that he is, son. And uh, Benny, they got a real good click. And I was on Griselda, not super, super early, but definitely before mainstream Griselda. And to see them, to see the specific artists that they've added to their rosters and affiliated themselves with was it's they're just constantly making the right move. And it's beautiful to see. And it's interesting to, to think about how far they can really take it. Oh yeah. And it's only get it's only getting better. And it's crazy. Cause like, it goes back to the whole concept of like someone hating on networking. Like if they didn't network with who they networked with, they would have never got on like shade, you know, or, you know, shade 41, or they would have never got on fucking sway shit. And they would have never got heard by M and they would, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what's the, I, I don't get the whole concept, like why people would hate on networking, bro. Like you, well, <clears throat> you have no idea who you're going to run into, who can just, turn into your mentor or literally open up those doors that you've been struggling to open up. You know, you're not going to just sit, sit here by yourself. Oh, I'm finna make it and just open door. Like nigga, don't it's work. Impossible like that. To do that by yourself, it's man. Impossible. You need it for me. You mentioned it. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but that ego yeah. comes into play so heavily. And a lot of folks, especially for my own uh, situation, because I can't, I don't like speaking for other people, but I see it happen. I haven't experienced their experiences, but, my personal shit is people were saying like, you're devaluing yourself by working with so many people. And (laughs) the concept of that was asinine to me. Like when it's black and white, I see what you're trying to say, but alluding to what you're talking about, you never know. I've worked with so many artists that, um, I I think I have uh, 60 or 70 features on streaming platforms. That's Mm. not, that's not including SoundCloud or the songs that people haven't dropped yet. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if 15 of those artists blew up within the next couple of years. You feel me? I see some real potential in them. Well, who the fuck cares what they're currently doing as long as it's dope? If I respect your movement, then, then we got something in common and we could build. And that, that's and that's, that's really it. Like, that's another thing, too. Like, if someone's coming up to you like, oh, you're working with too many people. It's like, yo, who are you to assume that I'm not choosing my work? wisely <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i'm well, not it's just smarter to do it i mean because i learned about certain artists just buy features on my favorite artist projects like who's this cat and then like every time they're consistent i want to hear their project and then it become a fan that way it's just more smarter that way just to work with more people yeah. so what are my favorite artists right now bardud and stove god stove god syracuse easily what about easily what about top three favorite right now and i was on a road trip recently listening to his shit i have spotify i don't have apple music Mm -hmm. but my girl does so i'm on her phone on apple music for one of the fucking first times on stove god's profile and you know how they got most popular songs yeah his first eight most popular songs were collabs he didn't have last song in his top eight that was a single but everybody that was exposed to him, whether it's West Side Guns Project, whether it was Conway's Project, whoever he's working with, you can't listen to that and not want to go back and listen to the other shit. You feel me? Exactly. There are many, there's so many different avenues in this shit to 
to really just network. The shit is ridiculous. Honestly, that's that's some shit that I like. We learn we're reviewing, bro. Like, there's been some projects where I'll be like, oh, this project was okay, but that feature, and I go into their catalog, they end up being some of my favorites, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that is crazy. Like, like I remember listening to um. Uh, recognize Ali. I never bumped recognize. Always heard of him in this, that, and the fifth. And then I see him on, you know, one of my favorite artists, Napoleon the Legend Project. And I'm like, damn, that verse was cold up against the already cold Napoleon. I jump into his catalog. He's one of my favorites now. Napoleon, <laughs> I, I, I hit I hit Napoleon up for a feature a little bit ago. Okay. I didn't didn't purchase it uh, because he, at first he was like, nah, not doing features right now. Then eventually was like, yo, I'm I'm back doing them. Yeah. Uh, and my, I had already filled the song that I thought about, but uh, uh, crazy, crazy thing is uh, he just popped up in my like similar artists on Spotify. Oh, uh, it was uh, like I, I'll be listening to that nigga and then seeing nice. the similar artists yeah, on Spotify. Becomes, I'm like, yeah, that's fire. Like, okay, that's yeah, 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 finally, like <laughs> that's fucking dope. Honestly, and if you get was dope too, that's even dope to hear the fact that he even got back to you when he was. He wasn't like bullshitting you, you know. Sometimes, no, nah, exactly. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah, he had no obligation to even respond to the first message that I sent, and for him to hit me back like, "Okay, it's good now. Just let me know I'm on your time." I'm so ready. That happens. One, I'm a because he's one of my favorites. He's unbelievable. I've been listening to. I just barely got into him. Like, oh, this guy's. He puts out like ten albums a year, and they're all quality, bro. They're all fire. It doesn't make any sense. He's another person though. All his albums be different producers. He always got a, a nice mix. He has some of his like go-to features, but he always got a nice mix of features. And it's people you've never heard of. You know what I'm saying? And look at him go, bro. He's been killing it. I know he does numbers and like, you know, uh, in, like, overseas and shit like too, like crazy, crazy. Like, overseas gets crazy. Man, they love our music because <laughs> they're not they're not as worried with the brand as American people are. Yeah. Are the hometown supporters are a lot of folks. Yeah like uh, as for lack of a better word just following the wave and yeah. they don't want i said this on freedom of a slave i said uh oh, fuck, never sold out a show it's psychology the listener wants someone popular they're familiar with if he's dope i would know that's how they, it's herd mentality they feel yeah. like if somebody's really worth listening to they would have already heard of them by now or been through their music by now when you get overseas there's artists that can't sell a uh, 200 person venue out here that can that can sell out a show Low in, in certain oh, European yeah, countries. That's, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, even out here in the Bay, a lot of like people you would never heard of do big shows out there in like Switzerland, fucking Germany, different shows out there. They're big events out here. You get like a fucking bar that they'll like yeah. people show up for them, you know? And it's all because they not, you know, they didn't get posted by like world stars and shit like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't get a Kanye cosign or nothing. Like, dude crazy not even a crazy hot take but i don't know why it came up today but long story short i was watching this fucking video about them remember them island boys them two motherfuckers and it was a video it was a video about their downfall and i was just like fuck it i'm gonna watch it i'm bored and i watched this shit and it blew my mind like their downfall started with them on a podcast with like jake paul which is huge I think it was Logan Paul. Logan Paul, I saw that shit. Financial advice. This one dude was just being keep keeping it a buck, said nothing disrespectful. Was like, yo, you know, if the music shit don't work, you guys can put some of your jewelry in like uh in like this kind of fund and you guys will never be broke. 
And then them niggas try to pop off the water, bro. And I'm like, what the fuck? It blew my mind because it was like, bro, how many, like one, how many fucking like other podcasters just thought, nope, we're not booking these niggas after that. Like you guys just murdered your stock off of yeah. some ignorant shit. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Went oh, a little damn route. <laughs> a little damn route. His yeah, downfall was insane too. His downfall was definitely insane. The Island Boys, I saw the interview that you're actually talking about. Yeah. My, my girl didn't know who the Island Boys were and Good can't blame her because a lot of, exactly. <laughs> Not like that, man. But, uh, so the same day that I was talking about them, you know, technology, it should just put the a video in front of my face. I was like, oh, this is the Island Boys. I'm going to click on it. And it was the interview that you're speaking about. We watched it until they stood up, got all big chested. And then we were like, oh, man, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Blackie Speaks is the one who dropped that video that, that you're talking about, the downfall of the Island Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be staying up to date on all that. It's crazy to see uh, what they what really goes into the shit because they had it made for them. Um, they were a joke. They were a joke, but they played into the meme very well. And that could have been a very lucrative career for them. It seems yeah. like they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. They made like, they were getting invited to everything. They ended up with a cameo account that was like highly reviewed. Like people, you know, you get money off cameo. And then they had like, they started launching the crypto shit that they was doing. They was doing a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then it's just, but in their head, they're like, nah, we, 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 we're not trying to watch what other people are doing. We're not trying to do shit like that. We just want to be original and use our talent. We want to go billboard. And it's like, bro, first of all, you need to study billboard, nigga. Like, you niggas is never getting on billboard. You know, you, <laughs> <laughs> hell no. Such a, <laughs> you need the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they're they're what they wanted for their careers was just different than what they had in front of them, and they probably could have attained different heights, but they didn't yeah. allow themselves to flourish. They didn't capitalize on their opportunity. Yeah, they didn't learn enough, and as and you know, they're young dudes. They both twenty, like twenty twenty one, and it's just like, bro, like you guys, like for twenty year olds, for you guys to rack up a couple mil in like 12 months is fucking crazy yeah. <laughs> without a deal and like all that other shit with one music internet, video, just internet, talking instagram like that's fucking wild bro like i mean what i mean that whole shit that island boy that song that they had as soon as that shit went viral they should have dropped a track in a video immediately for it they yeah. they waited a little bit too long Luckily, yeah. the song was still successful, but they could have played off that so well. There's a lot of there's a lot of one hit wonders that are still eating that, pretty well these days. The king of that, he he be making fucking money in the sleep. Every yeah. <laughs> commercial, yeah, <laughs> crazy, bro. Like they, and I just think about shit like that, and it's like, yo, they have the mentality of like a lot of artists that I've seen and dealt with and spoke to, and it's like, bro, like how you gonna want to be? come up in a game that you're not studying, bro. Like, it don't make sense. But they assume they know everything just because they're big. Like, oh, I know. You don't yeah. have to just yeah, I'm already here. Come on, you're not. <laughs> no, a, lot of, a lot of people think they bypass that stage and they think they'll be good because they're them. But yeah. if you don't have some sort of knowledge or background of how, how this shit is going to go, <laughs> if you don't really have the wherewithal to, to plot out the right path for yourself, it's going to be a very quick demise. Yeah, 
very quick. And it's like, yeah, looking at them now, bro. Like I was the video, the dude was like, they went from in one month, like millions of views, like 10 million. Then it's like 8 million. And it's like 4 million. <laughs> and it's like two. And it's like, bro, that's imagine being in a business, you know, like you think is views, but like imagine being in a business and your numbers are dropping monthly like that. No, that's so crazy. Crazy. It's, not, it's not sustainable. It's not, it's sustainable. not sustainable, bro. That's a nightmare. So I, it's it's crazy, but and then that's God too, you know, saying you don't need these guys here no more. <laughs> yeah, I had my fun, all right, enough. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. But yo, reckless, my fault. I gave, I took, you know, I take my early. Hey intro. man, that's a good combo, bro. I ain't even trying. I'm talking. You know, I'm talking. <laughs> I know reckless always got questions. I'm gonna have some questions too, but reckless, he writes them out. I just hell yeah. Why? My prepared. What's popping, reckless? <laughs> yeah, you know, bro. Good to meet you, by the way. Well, um, good to meet you too, dog. Is there so you grew up in uh Ithaca, like an hour from Syracuse, you know? What I mean, it's, it's like regular, like boonie small towns, right? In New York, so, so yeah, 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 go ahead. My bad, I thought that was the end of the question. Oh, no, no, because like you know, I came up from a small town too here in Gilroy, like a suburb of San Jose, you know. What I mean, like growing up in small towns, did you have to go to a bigger city to try to like you know make something of yourself, or you know what I'm saying, or like did you try to like stay in your own city to try to like you know you know give it a name or something oh yeah i definitely i definitely have stayed at ithaca primarily but i've had to leave to do specific things i haven't left uh and made anywhere else a permanent residence even though that is on my agenda in the next year or two um mm-hmm. because i don't think what i want to do is uh, ithaca is not the most conducive place to that and mm-hmm. besides that on uh, not to turn this shit dark but after a nigga got shot here like I do, the more successful that I get, I don't want to stay here because yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't have like so slim, bro. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, and a thousand other contrast. There's a contrast. So, like you're making a name for yourself, but it's like, yo, I'm at home. I have a name at home. <laughs> exactly. They know, they know me at home. You know, and no, no cocky shit. But I got quite a name here. Where there's only thirty thousand people in the town, your ceiling is limited in that town. You feel me? So I've had to go to as many different cities as possible to do shows and to network, to meet other artists and promoters, whatever the case may be. Um, but I, I've definitely uh, stayed in Ithaca for the most part. I've lived in other places, but this is definitely home. And I've wanted to, I, I want to put Ithaca on the map. Even if I leave and go somewhere else, which is inevitable, it, it'll always be Ithaca and upstate New York. That shit will never leave me. Um, and so, uh, growing up in a small, uh, suburban town by San Jose, I'm sure you've been able to see what the inner city is like compared to where you actually live. Yes. And that, that's how Ithaca was for a, a long time. It's not, um, like some of the towns on the outside of it that are real boonies type shit. Uh, Ithaca is, a, is like a real liberal hippie type town that's mm-hmm. surrounded by so many different things it's a place that prides itself on trying to be as cultural and open as possible mm-hmm. uh even though a lot of that shit is a facade yeah. <laughs> oh yeah just you know just for the keep up appearances and shit right exactly <laughs> so they get the so they get the government grants <laughs> you know, gotta make that money somehow you know <laughs> it's a different game when it comes to the fucking owner town <laughs> no, yeah, big but- and um growing up in that town like uh who are your influences coming up in the town specifically yeah the town specific or did they always just be mainstream artists that influenced your music so definitely um, there wasn't too many people out here that influenced me musically coming up 
Um, that happened as I got older and started working with other artists. Cause mm. there's definitely folks out here that influence and inspire me now. Uh, growing up, there Smack Records. It was a it was a group that was uh, it's a conglomerate collective, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that I looked up to uh, since I was probably 10, 11 years old. Uh, they were selling out shows. They had the high school on Smash. I used to book them to do performances for my birthday. You oh. feel me? And just have the spot lit. And eventually, I got older. Uh, I was on their radar. And so eventually when I crossed paths, got to chill with people in person, they eventually asked me to join the group. And a lot of the, a lot of the cats from Mr. McBean to my man, Lil Fee, uh, to just even some of the other producers and minds that were involved in the, in the unit definitely molded me at an early age. Um, there was the nomads out here who were uh, the closest things to like a, a conventional rap group. Uh, they moved, they had real, real spitters, super New York, death row type vibes, you feel me? Hell yeah. So I, there was a lot of folks out here that were doing it. Um, you, this cat named Stax, it was the demon, probably one of the best rappers from this town. Um, mm -hmm. He's like 40 now, he's not still making music, but there were some folks who influenced me early with the pen. Mostly it was uh, bigger artists that I didn't have access to. I had to study the cats around me to know how I'm supposed to maneuver through this game and locally know the do's and don'ts. Uh, but for the most part, I learned what not to do from, from folks in my town, to be honest. And that's no slight at them, uh, but you're supposed to learn from people's mistakes. And so I was able to analyze everything early and try to make a, a way for me to be successful in a place where not many rappers have ever been successful. Um, so, so that's kind of how that worked. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a real struggle coming from a small town channel, like you know, because it's wise people, wise people learn from others' mistakes. So it's cool you you build up your own stuff like that. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, from doing that, like, how would you describe your style? You know, because your style has to been developed from you know all that stuff. You know? Hell yeah! And uh, I'm I'm just now coming into my style the past couple years. To be honest, like when. When uh, Not Your Mans got put on to me, I didn't know my style. Like, it was the first project that people uh, ever, I, I ever made. Um, I, did a, I did a little mixtape when I was 16 in high school, but it was like 16, 17 remixes. I burned it on a disc and just passed it out, sold it to people. Um, I've, I've had to, I've gone through many different phases um, in this rap shit, but it was never trying to fit in somewhere. It was trying to find myself as an artist, what I'm comfortable with, what I do best. And so how I would describe myself or as an artist or my style is somebody that just wears his heart on his sleeve and is going to give it to you as straight as he can. No. Uh, I'm not perfect. And I don't think that my perspective is always right, but I know I come with a unique perspective because all this shit that I've been through. And so uh, there was one time the most viewed song that I've ever dropped is a bad and bougie freestyle. It went, it went viral on Facebook and uh, got, got like a million something views. And uh, through this time when I started doing remixes and getting, getting these views, a lot of folks that knew me prior and listened to my music, one friend in particular came up to me and was like, Aunt, I've heard you freestyle for hours. I've heard every unreleased song you've ever had. And this shit, I don't like when you don't display your intellect and your perspective and your music. It makes you not like if I, if this was my first impression of you, I wouldn't listen again. And 
uh, one friend said that. And then somebody in Smack Records, the person who I consider my, my biggest mentor in music, one of my best friends and my favorite artist in Ithaca, he came up to me and uh, actually I came up to him and I was like, Kels, I think that I've been rapping too fast for too long. I think every track I'm rapping very fast and I'm trying to do the most that I can. Like, do you hear that? And he was like, bro, me and all of Smack Records just had to sit down about this exact thing without you. And we were trying to, he was like, we were, we were trying to figure out how to bring it up to you in a non-disrespectful way. Um, and so I had, they, I had to figure out who I wanted to portray myself as, as an artist. And the best way for me to do that is to just convey who I am as a person through yeah. the mic. Um, because without doing that, I think I'm robbing people of what I can actually do and who I actually am. Cause I definitely, uh, where I definitely take pride in authenticity. Um, I definitely want you to hear what I've been through and what made me who I am today. Uh, and, and that's something that's really important to me. Um, stylistically the past couple of years, it's made it uh, a lot easier to fall into a niche sound of classic New York, a lot in part to the upstate movement in general. And so I didn't always have the experience with that sound when I was going through all these different phases. Once I was able to tell producers, this is the type of beat I want. And I was able to tell my engineer, this is the route I'm going to go. I was able to do my part pretty easily on, in terms of writing, but in terms of creating a sound, I needed people that were going to be conducive to that. And the producing network that I've been able to come across and work with recently have, have really helped mold my sound into what it is today. Even though most of this shit is not in person, I'm, I'm very rarely in person working with these people. Um, but just hearing a beat for the first time, uh, a couple years ago, like, Oh, this is what I want to do. <laughs> and I never want to put myself into a box, but I know what I do best now. And it's really just about building off of that and trying to make the best, the best that that can be. Um, yeah. if, if that makes sense at all. Yeah. 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 Like you're, you're going to master that. You know what I'm saying? You're not out here trying to learn all sorts of these, this, that, and a fifth you're mastering what you feels best for you now. And that's, I mean, that's, that's dope. I mean, it takes, it takes artists. It takes time to find your voice. You know, I've been, I've been in the music game for a long time and I still fully don't know what my voice, I know what I like to make now, but I still, I'm all over the place. You know what I'm saying? And it's same with me. I don't know what the hell I'm, I still <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's part of the fun of it too, but it's also like the fact that you keep it authentic, that's one of the things that always drew to me because I've always considered myself one of those artists. I I love authenticity. And that's mm-hmm. why, I, you know, I rap the way I rap. A lot of dudes my whole yeah. career, oh, it's too sad. It's too it's too honest. All this bullshit. And I'm like, hey, that's that's what I want to write. That's, that's me. You call me sad, nigga? And um, it's when you have that type of energy, when you're like, yo, but this is me, it's, it's unstoppable because you're you're giving people so much to hold on to rather than like the hundredth nigga to say, I fucked your bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Like, I, I, 
And I used to be that nigga, bro. Like, I, 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 I used to be that nigga. I, I was that nigga for a little bit. I, I, that's what I was saying on the track. And I had to realize, nah, like, that's not really what I want. If somebody listens to me for the first time and this is what they take out of it, then I did not do my job. And there's nothing wrong with taking forever to find your sound. I remember listening to uh, Benny the Butcher interview where he was like, of course I've tried the club shit. Of course. Yeah. I, I, he was like, I've been rapping since the 90s. Yeah. I went through every era. I every tried era. to do every single thing. Yep. And the only thing that ever worked, the only thing that I fell back on was what, what was real to me. And yep. ironically, that's what got him the success yeah, that he has today. Up. That's what's stuck. Exactly. Because exactly. you can trade out that. And that's the thing. That's what I, you know, I try to let people know. It's like, it's okay to do that type of app sometimes. It's okay to make it up. But if you're going to let that be your whole image, like you're, you're selling yourself mad short. Cause it's like, bro, if you want to just be that, then what's separating you from anyone else? You know what I'm saying? Like what's stopping a fan from being like, Oh, I found an artist that sounds just like him. And then they like them more. And then they, you know, they move on. Yeah. That, that's where that emphasis, that's why that's the one thing a lot of people don't, outside of hip hop don't understand. When people say like, oh, they rap rap, that's second rap, that emphasis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, uh, yeah. that, he's giving, you know, oh, he's rapping to me. He's not just rapping to me because then, you know, people are like, oh, he's just a rapper. But then, yeah. oh, wait, yeah. rap, <laughs> difference. You know what I'm saying? That shit there, matters. There's, there's some people that don't have anything else to offer. And yeah. if that's what you do, then do it well. That's all you got. Yeah. If that's what you do, do it as best as you can. But if you have more to offer, then don't limit yourself to just that. And that's something that I had to, that's what I had to like really teach myself and learn, um, and which, is, which is hard. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's hard because it's, it, it comes to a point where, you know, you're giving so much of yourself that it could be draining. It also could get, you know, it could get in your head like, yo, I'm giving so much and maybe you're not feeling like you're getting something back or maybe you feel like people aren't understanding. And that's kind of part of the game. But then, you know, just like that, you're going to you're going to get overshadowed by someone who's acting their ass off and you don't want that either. You know what I'm saying? Someone who's putting on a show because they're not about what they're talking about, but they deliver it well. You know, it's th that's part of the game, though. That's you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the shit that keeps it exciting. That's the shit that makes it so diverse. Without those type of people, you don't have the authentic to stand out. If everybody was just everybody, if everybody was being authentic, it'd just be a competition of who the fuck can can be them the best. No, authentic. Rap would be way more violent, and that's saying a lot. Violent now, you know what I'm saying? It'd be way more violent, bro. That's why I love battle rap. Because the hostility there and the, the creativity and the hostility there is very, very, very fucking real. <laughs> it, it, it's sometimes because nowadays there's such a large bag involved that yeah. it's a, some of battle, some of battle rap reminds me of like the WWE. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, and there's not really anything wrong with that. But I've always been a battle fan. And yeah. a part of me is just no. All of me is so happy to see the success they're able to have now, yeah. but it's definitely led to some like uh, questions about the quality of certain oh, things. Yeah. Like I, mm -hmm. I remember like shotgun chug fake dunking on niggas in the oh, middle yeah. of the bat. Like what is <laughs> what is that? Like and the crowd's like, oh, he dunked on. <laughs> it's fucking. Um, it's fucking I, I have to say it, but New Jersey twerk. He changed. He changed battle rap. And I don't fully think it was for the better because he came in with the 
you know, the fucking crazy ass, you know, the voice, the high, you know, good times, fucking JJ Walker voice. And it just, it has people changing and it sucks. But like the good of that is now cats like easy to block captain. They're standing out dudes like fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Fucking. He wanted the best of all. He one of my favorites and I'm drawing a blank, but he always rapped that real shit from LA. Uh, yeah, it's not Danny Myers because he don't know. Nah, Danny Myers He battled Danny Myers, and uh, that battle was hard. That was a few, uh, few uh, like a year or two ago. I forget. I, 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 I was gonna say Rum Nitty, but Rum's not from Rum LA. Nitty's he's from. He's from a, no, this dude is. Um, he's always rapping. Like uh, he always talking about the real, real shit, and his, his third rounds are always super aggressive about his street and niggas dying and shit like that. But people <laughs> like. Him, they stand out more because of that. Cats like chess. Everybody jokes about him doing his, you know, his struggle bars are too much. But, mm-hmm. yo, they stand out because all the other WWE shit is out of hand now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm fan of it all, but I see it. You know what I'm saying? I see it. No, that shit definitely can, it, it can get out of hand. But there's always, just like music, there's always going to be that top percent, that one percent of folks are just even... The yeah. underground, there's folks in battle rap that have never uh, gone into that WWE shit, for lack of a better word. But at this point, some folks, are, you're almost stupid not to because battle rappers, is, I was just talking to my girl about this. Battle rappers are getting 100000 200000 $300,000 checks per battle. And that's why it's part of why Sue Surf just went on a crazy run. But there was a couple battles where he was choking and folks were like, how are you going to ask for 150, 200K and not and not know your rounds? And that brought up a big conversation with the leagues about payment because we're giving you so much money. I'm about to start taking away half or whatever it is. If you if you if you choke, you feel me? Because that that when you when you start getting too comfortable, maybe that hunger isn't the same. And you're, and you're not just you're not practicing the same rehearsing your lines. That shit is draining. Have you have have you ever battled, John? Yeah, and it's it's a lot. It's a oh lot. Oh my god, it's more preparation than any studio session that I've ever been a part of. People don't realize, especially now. I feel like right now is way harder because you're not practicing just lines. You're practicing delivery, inflection. You're practicing hand movements. To make that shit come off as clean as possible on camera, but also to a crowd. And that's why I love it, because you'll see who's a real MC and who's not. When someone's doing some bullshit and everybody starts pulling, you're like, they don't got it. But then you see someone like Clips go up there and the crowd is just mesmerized. It's like, that's an MC come from a different era. You know what I'm saying? Geechee Gotti is who I was thinking of. Uh, Geechee Gotti. I mean... And it's crazy because nowadays somebody like Geechee Gotti can debatably beat a loaded Lux. And yeah. if yeah. if you would have if you would have put Geechee in Lux's era, I don't think Geechee can withstand. Lux yeah. has been able to go through any era pretty yeah. pretty seamlessly. But now Geechee runs the battle world. It's yeah. it's hard for no matter how much better you may rap than this nigga. Yeah. You can't stand in front of his face for nine minutes and win that battle. <laughs> the rules. And you know what's crazy? I love that battle rap has figured that out because I feel like hip hop has never been able to fully figure that out. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. hip hop is like, oh, this dude won the battle because he's more popular. Oh, this got played in the club. He won the battle. This shit went whatever. And it's like, nah, it's not. Or, or if you put this on 
you know, you read the lyrics, it's it's different. He won. And it's like, nah, bro, it's different. Like there's more to hip hop. I used to be that guy. I used, to, I used to be that guy. I would be like on paper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when I listen to music, still, or like when I listen to battle rap, uh, one of the things that always drew me to hip hop is when I listen to it. That's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing what the yeah. notebook looks like. I'm thinking about how it, how much effort it took to write something like that. And so I used to not care about performance as long as somebody didn't choke. Yeah. Like JC, JC used to be my favorite battle rapper oh, because you go crazy. Jesus Christ, some of this shit, if you just think about it on paper, it's the wildest it's, shit yeah. ever. I, yeah. used, I used to be that way about music too. Like, who cares if the song sounds bad? Do you, did you hear what he said? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's hard to fully just, it, and I, like, I get it. I was like that too. But like now I'm like, yo, I have to understand that it's a lot that goes into these things. Cause like, just as much as this dude might have scratched shit out of his notebook a million times, Times, this motherfucker in the mirror, you know, did the hand gesture gesture of the heavens to fucking get the crowd shaken. Like he practiced yeah. within the crowd and all that is a whole combination. Because yeah. like I'm a big battle. I go to battles. Like I've been going to battles yeah. for years. And did I'm, you I'll tell you? Hmm? Oh, no, no, I, I cut you off. Go ahead. And finish no, no, I was going to say, um, I, I remember one of the craziest things I've ever seen visually at a battle was um, Big T. Uh, versus K-Shine and he was doing this fucking crazy rhyme pattern you know something something dead and he was like and it won't be uh, he was like and it won't be uh, funny when he sees the bunny ears behind like being in the crowd like seeing that I was like there's no way he lost this round and regardless (laughs) what Shine's round was I was like there's no fucking you're not coming back after you know what I'm saying and it's just (laughs) I got it then. I was like, I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. It's, like, fuck, it's hard to judge. It's crazy because I, I know what battle you're talking about. It's wild that you was in the crowd for that. So you 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 OG battle fan. So did you used to watch Grind Time? Oh yeah. Do you oh. know who Do you know who Amazing Crack is or AC? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I battled AC and I won. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. like on unless I'm like underground league because he he disappeared. He came to Ithaca. He he did a prison bit. So AC, when I was young, I, I, I started watching uh, battle rap when I was 10. You feel me? And that's around the time that grind time was king of the world. You feel me? Oh, and right. so uh, I, I remember seeing, I remember when Soul Converse AC came out and mm-hmm. AC had a girlfriend that lived in Ithaca and ended up being his baby mom's, I believe, if, if I remember correctly. So he used to work at a pizza shop down here. So I was, I was 10, 11 years old. Like, Oh shit! This guy's battling everybody that I, like dirt. I don't know if you remember yeah, dirt. Yeah, dirt. Yeah, yeah. Oh my fucking god! Dirt was like a god to me back then. And AC battled dirt, even though he got scraped. He battled dirt, and so <laughs> AC was somebody I kind of I, I didn't know him, but I looked up to him uh, mm-hmm. back in back in the day when I turned. I was seventeen, and I, I was feeling myself. I won my first battle, and I won in my second one. Um, and, and so I, I took a picture of like $2,000 that I had and I posted it on AC's page and I was like, what's good, pussy? He was like, I'm not bad. He told me I'm not betting anything. I'm not battling if I don't have a guaranteed bag. And I was like, so let's do a guaranteed bag and then bet. Um, he was like, no guaranteed bag or nothing. So we set up the event. Uh, it, was, it was in Ithaca. Uh, and we did like a three three battle card. We were the main event. He came out here. 
he had the, he brought his cameraman, his professional crew and all that shit. Mm -hmm. And he told me, he was like, yo, and I think you nice. I, I don't think you have a chance of hella winning, but I really see potential in you. So after this battle at the after party, I'm going to, we're going to chop it up. We're going to smoke and I'm going to kick some game. If this is the route you want to take, I won the battle. And nice. son, son, son never dropped the footage. He didn't yep. go to the after party. Oh, we never, wow. we never had that talk. <laughs> I was like, you hey, gonna clip this shit and reel that shit everywhere? Punching pizza dough after that shit, bro. <laughs> somebody, yo, I was, I was sick because I could have, I could have brought a cameraman. We could have had a cameraman at the event, but we were. He was saying, don't worry about it. I'll get the footage because it's going to be great footage. Ah, that um, yeah, and so now the only somebody went live in the event. Uh, and so the both second rounds and the third rounds are on uh, Facebook live, but that's our Facebook on this dude's page, but it's the only place the battle exists. It's off of there. You got to save them. Yo, son, it, it, it's something that like, I, I love battling and I love, listening to battling is something I used to think because of the rap style I had, I was, I, I was going to be trapped into battling. I didn't think music was going to be my way to be able to express myself fully, especially the quality that I wanted to really, to really do. So I thought I was stuck in battle rap. Mm. No, like uh, a lot of the skills and the talent that it takes in battle rap, you can convert into music I don't that so I never really got the stigma that battle rappers just yeah. can't make music because yeah. there there are some of them that got great tracks but a right. lot of them fall yeah. into that fall into that weird category of trying to battle on a song never really comes yeah. never yeah. really comes out um and but it's, a it's lot different because it's not like the old like punchline days it's just no. like it doesn't yeah. feel good you know yeah, no big facts <laughs> big facts no but that, yeah the, yeah that stigma is very it's strange to me and it's like seeing like i knew a bunch of battle rappers i come up with a couple of them seeing them like really work on it it's like yo the only time i could make like make sense of it is like if you're trying to make music while you have a battle coming up that song's gonna be trash because you got to focus on that you know what i'm saying you got to focus on the battle but I, that's, I never, all, that's all gonna be so passive aggressive it's like <laughs> 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 but i never understood like how when dudes like some battle rappers just can't make music and it's just crazy to me because yeah, like, already got most of the elements down bro it don't make some of the there's some of the there's some of the best masters of language in the world despite music despite hip-hop in the world i think the mastery of of english language that you have to have for say a rum nitty for yeah. loaded lux or some of the or even somebody like easy to block captain where they're doing straight hood gutter shit the whole time yeah. for you to be able to manipulate words in such a way that just bend in your favor oh yeah that, that shit really takes a master level and a i don't master. think people i don't think people realize that aspect of of writing like they'll be like oh the bar was crazy fire but do you know what it took to yeah. make that bar like yeah. <laughs> this thing literally painted you a picture in one bar and showed you it live that's hard to do bro like that shit is very hard to do like and that's why a battle rap to me is the purest form of battle rap like to me that shit is just pure pure you know what i'm saying straight to your fucking face rap 
And to me, it's just every element of it is pure, like the performance, the fucking even the metaphors, bro. They have to be, you know what I'm saying? They got you got to be able to see them shits. You got to vividly because because there's so much uh, there's so much that can get uh, misplaced with your delivery. You can write the craziest shit. But if you're bending these words and combining shit and you have to make the crowd see what your intentions were. If the crowd doesn't know what you are trying to do, it's going to fall on deaf ears. So that goes back to what you were talking about. So yeah. all the different facets that come into this shit, yeah. the delivery is just as important, but the bars is something that really stick out to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And as much as like, I, like I still, my favorite battle rapper of all time, you're going to laugh, but to me, my favorite battle rapper of all time is Chilla Jones. And it's, why, why would I laugh? That, that nigga's crazy. Well, most, most battle rap fans, when they hit it, they're like, why? And it's because to them, they don't see, like, his delivery is slow. It's a little simple, but his shit on paper is, like, fucking hieroglyphics. You know what I mean? Like, his shit is the key. You know, like, his shit is so genius. He, he, uh, he's not the first rapper to scheme. He's not the first battle rapper to scheme, but he changed, he changed, he, like New Jersey Torque, you said, he changed battle rap. He he, he made, everybody was trying to do a 4-8 scheme after everybody. Chilla Jones did. Speaking of that, who do you think won that Chilla JC battle then? And do you oh, want to see a part I, two? I, I would love to see a part two. I, um, <laughs> when it first dropped, I had Chilla, I still have Chilla, but there's times when I watch it and I'm like, JC has it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could watch that battle a bunch of times, and it's, bro, you could give it to either or. You know, I'm not mad at anyone's choices. I got I got Chilla, but, like, bro. Oh, yeah. See, like, it's not get a different outcome every time. Do yeah. you want Battle Rap Reckless? Uh, Here and there, like, back in the day when Mr. Fab was going crazy, I used to watch it all the time. You, you know, gotta watch Fab, you said? Mr. Huh? Fab, uh, he did. Uh, Arsenal a couple years ago. Yeah, he beat Arsenal and shit. He had the whole crowd like, uh, man, he, he won that shit no matter what anyone said. I got, I, if anybody, I will send you some battles, Reckless, to like, I mean, some up, you know what I mean? I, I try to get into it here and there. I just don't know what, what I'm getting into. I just know like the classic stuff like, oh, you mad because I'm styling on you, the, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, a voice is my favorite rapper of all time. And no. uh, he battled Mr. Fab on a yeah. stage one time. Like, yeah. I, I think it was at like Summer Jam or a random concert. Fab, Mr. Fab, I, I can't call him Fab, but <laughs> Mr. Mr. Fab, Fab, Fab Davis. he went off the top. And Royce just used a random mixtape verse and and got his ass whooped. It, it was it was crazy. And Mickey Fax just mentioned it on uh, on the disc that he had to Royce. He said oh, you Mickey you, you out, he said you outrapped Fab on a track but lost to Mister Fab. Mickey Fax is on one of my next projects actually. Um, that that's a we we got a couple joints in the vault right now. He's a he's a real humble dude. Another one that just is really receptive and responsive. Seems like, like he's supportive of of up and coming artists for sure. Oh yeah, big time, dude, dope dude, just dope all around. He cooked Royce, and that was that was hard for me to see, dog. Oh, like yeah. I, it, I got to see all the shit leading up to it. Like I was watching yeah, all the, not, I didn't see all the Instagram lives as in real time, but I'm the type of nigga that was watching the hour long YouTube yeah. Uh, yeah, clips yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, biggest yeah. screen recorded it. And I'm sitting there like, what is happening? And yeah. Mickey, Mickey wanted nothing more 
than to stay out of the beef. Royce yep. was like, Royce just kept on egging the ball. Yeah. He said, he said, Mickey, it's all Lupe's fault. But oh yeah, million percent. That, he Lupe got Royce smoked, and <laughs> it, it was hard for me to see because I believe Royce could have came back with something just as good. I see, truly What hurt was the fact that Royce like didn't even like after that that backdrop. Royce was like, man, I ain't respond. Like Royce gave up. Like, and I hurt. I was like, yo, this could be the greatest. He was, he was hurt. Like, yo, it could have been. It could have been the two great. It could have been the two most lyrical diss tracks of all time. All time. That, instead, and uh, I don't even. I don't even know what I do. And like, is that a stain? Is that a mark on his legacy? I have no fucking idea. As as a huge fan of yeah. Royce, however, I do know that uh, a lot of people lost respect for him for the yeah. way he handled this and how he's handled himself since then. Like even the fall of slaughterhouse shit, um, oh, like yeah. Roy- Royce hasn't dropped enough music in the past year for people to forgive him on these things, which I think is stupid, but it's, it's definitely playing into people's minds. Like when I, when I bring Royce into a conversation, uh, like between the book of Ryan and the allegory. Yeah. So when I bring Royce into a conversation now, the way that niggas talk about him is like you thought he was chopped liver. It's, 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 Honestly, though, I get it. I get it though, because it hurts. Like as a fan, like this is the Royce that like was coming at M. This is the Royce that arguably made one of the dopest records of all time with M. This is the Royce yeah. that was like, yo, I'm not drinking no more. So you niggas are in trouble. Reached like God tier when he got sober. You know what I'm, I'm glad saying? to I'm glad to hear you mention that because I I that's uh, Royce was always one of my favorites, but mm-hmm. he didn't become my favorite until Prime. And Prime was his oh I'm I'm sober and yep. I'm I'm like, coming to kill everybody and he never stopped. But when he, he was in stopped. I used to like uh, I used to like Crooked Eye more than Royce and uh, yeah. for uh, I often I often prefer Joe Budden to Royce back in the no, day. I want I want to say Joe was a better rapper, but his music hit me different. He was always more focused, and yeah. Royce did too many of those. I'm drunk. I'm gonna say whatever the fuck yeah, I want. Yeah, he <laughs> bullshitted with Slaughterhouse when yeah, them yeah. Was, was eating. They were eating food. There was, yeah, there was food. every other song type shit. But yeah, mm-hmm. like Royce. Same for me. Like when Prime dropped, I was like. When, well, it wasn't prime for me. For me, it was bad meets evil. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what really set this shit with a scary M. Like, because M was yeah. scary on that. And I'm like, this dude arguably took a bunch of these songs. So then prime. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And then when Book of Ryan came out, I was like, yo, Royce is starting to become one of my favorites. Because I Book of Ryan to me is a, is, a, is a classic. Book of Ryan to me is flawless. I love There's- that. There, there's not as much uh, uh, just casual listening music. Even if Royce isn't known for casual listening, but I casually listen to Royce. Like, there's no yeah. question. I can yeah. casually listen to anything he puts out. But the Book of Ryan is is like a. I don't put that album on to just chill and play 2K no, or something. Old thing. I got it's an, it's a, a front thing. to back. It's an experience. There's nothing that you anybody could say about that project, and I'm <laughs> sure most people. Even even avid fans of Royce didn't think that he was capable of something like that. Because yeah, that that takes that takes years of therapy. That takes a lot of, of where, realization, reflection, like, exactly. Yeah. And you have to you have to pull from some of your biggest traumas that you've experienced thirty years ago. Yeah. You have to pull. Yeah. You have to have a very clear memory, and you yeah. have to be willing to air some family drama. You feel me? You have to be willing so to. Smart. 
to put some unresolved issues on a track. And that's, and that's, that's what blew my mind about that. Not only was he doing that, it wasn't like he was doing it <clears throat> for shock value. It was like almost like, yo, I forgive all of you. Like, I got exactly for that. Mm-hmm. Like, he accepted it. But it's also like that album, him pulling all that together. He even said it on the album. Like, oh, on the interview, he was like, yo, when I work with Premiere, I'm, I'm out here. But when I did Book of Ryan, I had to lock myself away for like a couple of months. And I felt that. I'm like, bro, because you tapped into shit like, that track about, you know, keep an eye on your strong friends, that shit hurt me. You know what I'm he saying? Say, he said, what? He said that, he said that, that treat my, that treat my children with the respect you treat Haley with. You feel me? Like he, yeah. he was airing some grievances on that. And just the Damn. idea, that's actually a song off that project I could casually listen to. I, I play it yeah. sometimes, but that, that album is better enjoyed front to back. Front to sure. back, the whole story. Mm-hmm. I mean, as right. it is, it's a book, you know, it's, you're not going to just pick up a book and just dive into it. Page 36. But like, back to that, after putting that shit out, Come on, him and Facts and Lupe. Lupe is my favorite pen in hip hop. He's got my arguably my favorite pen in hip hop. I was like, these three motherfuckers, this is the best Royal Rumble of my, this is Shawn Michaels versus fucking, you know, Bret Hart versus Triple H. You know, like this is versus Stone Cold and The Rock. Like this is fantastic. And they just, Mickey silenced them. I mean, you got to give Mickey. And Mickey silenced them and Lupe let off four silent ones. Lupe was sitting in the back with, <laughs> with the silencer on the sniper rifle, yeah. if that's even a fucking thing, and was just taking shots. Oh, like, just no, going, no. just going. I, I think that's what, I think that hurt Royce even more than what Mickey yeah. did. I think what Mickey did was surprising. I don't think Royce expected it. Expect Mickey to and uh, I, think, I think he had what he thought was a closer relationship with Lupe than what it actually was. And Lupe is, Lupe is not scared of shit. Lupe no. would have, Lupe would have smoked anybody that ever had, that he ever had a problem with. Ever. He's, he's a walking dictionary. Like, I don't know if you saw, he did like a, he was one of them Instagram live videos. He was just live with a shirt off freestyling at oh, voice yeah. for eight or nine minutes. Freestyling for eight or nine minutes just about the situation, bars at Royce, and it was like, yo, what is are you okay? Like, do you need a hug, my nigga? Like, that's the thing with Lupe. Like, niggas think, oh, just because he he got time to protest and be a professor, like he don't got time to rap. It's like nigga, that's making his rap stronger. Like being a professor is in general, just like you know how intelligent this man is. (laughs) He knows what he's doing. He's out (laughs) here, bro. like he's a he uh i was watching another live and lupe was just bringing on people and talk about the vaccine he was bringing in fans and having a discourse with him and uh one of the one of the people he was talking to he was like yo lupe you're not you're a rapper why am i taking medical advice from a rapper and he was like i'm actually in school he was like i'm actually in school getting my doctorates right now for chemistry or biochemistry or some shit (laughs) you're like wait what he's a a black belt he's about to be a fucking doctor (laughs) and the niggas he's oh yo that motherfucker is doing all you wouldn't you you want to tell me that's just some regular nigga from chicago hell no He's an interesting dude to just hang out with, I bet you. Just hanging out with him on a daily basis will be just insane. Like, yeah. I, I fuck with Lupe heavy. He's my favorite pen in hip-hop. And, like, seeing him get rowdy like that, it's like he's been holding this in for a minute. <laughs> he was trying to battle. 
somebody. Lu- mm-hmm. Lupe, Lupe and Twister was the first concert that I ever went to. Oh, so, um, so. They, they came to Ithaca, and Twister was the headliner. Uh, Lupe was the opener. And Lupe ended up going for like an hour, hour and a half. Twister performed for like 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> and it, Lupe stole the fucking show. Oh, yeah. and I mean, this was right after like Lock, Touch the Lock. Sky and kick oh, push man. you feel me so this was oh, yeah. liquor lupe yeah so it great was time. it was it was unbelievable to see him and uh when he took like a he, he did that little mainstream thing he switched uh i can't even say he switched like but he it. tried he like tried it. yo he got killed like for that I, he got I, killed I, lasers but i fucked with lasers that was a good ass out yeah people hated on that shit for a while yeah yeah. I mean, for somebody like Lupe to transition into a, a lane like that so flawlessly, um, yeah. he, it, it should be seen as a W and not as anything held against him. But I do think yeah. there was it, it a was lot of successful than most people thought it would be because lasers was a lot of it charted. Like we saw that shit all yeah. over the radio. And I think people just were like, yo, but these songs aren't even fully rap. And you know how to fucking get yeah, you are stupid. But it's like, bro, <laughs> this nigga's layers are still there. His mm-hmm. entendres, everything's mm-hmm. there. It's still Lupe. He just mm-hmm. got a whole different sound, but he doing his yeah. same shit on there. And I, I was like, yeah. this is amazing. When he sampled that Modest Mouse song, that shit was fucking hard. <laughs> I, was, I love Modest Mouse. Like, that yeah. fire. Like, Modest Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> shit, that was a good ass ramble. So reckless. I know you got your clo- you got your questions. Go your questions. Yeah, that's all good. Um, what, well, one question I want to ask you: You have a bunch of projects out from your first one, the uh, Colorblind with that Ghost single. You got like uh, the new two projects was the EP out. Like out of all the projects, what would you say is your favorite? Oh Lord, um, yeah. I, that that's uh, Jesus. That's a rough question, and it's gonna <laughs> piss some people off because I, I link up with a producer for every project, so everybody's gonna be oh, tight at me for my answer. So I don't have a single. Pro- I think Colorblind is the most full project that I have out. I have, I have. It's the longest project I have out. I have oh. other forty-five minute, fifty-minute projects that I'm sitting on, um, mm-hmm. but I've, I've been putting out these EPs to lead up to the to the albums that I have because I haven't shown that side of myself in a long time. Um, so uh, colorblind holds a really special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. But if I was if I had to just listen to one of my projects uh, front to back and just enjoy it, it'd probably be Plug Talk 2, um, which is an EP that I dropped in December. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's only five songs. Four of them has features. And I I put the I put the instrumentals on the back end of it, so it is ten, but it's only five actual songs. Um, I, I, there was only one feature from upstate New York on it. Um, the rest was somebody. I got Jay Grams from Baltimore. I got somebody named Icy Rails, who's part of a really dope collective. I think he's in North Carolina, and I got a cat named Noetic on it, um, who's from California. And so I think all the flavors blended well with what I was trying to do. I think it was the, the a nice introduction into the sound that I'm trying to carve out for myself at this point. And uh, the producer, Chade, who I locked in with that, um, he's, uh, he's a professional uh, and a master at his craft. I learned a lot just by working with him. And he's somebody I actually do get to work on often hands-on with. And it, it really helps. Jay Graham's a super fire. I'm glad that you fuck with him. Uh, go go stream that pain ain't nothing. I'll <laughs> plug talk to if you like Jay Graham's. But um, it's hard to I can't narrow one down and say what's the best. Uh, what my favorites are. 
they're all my favorite for different reasons. Um, this last project that I just put out, uh, Freedom of a Slave, y'all just did a review of it. It's I, the first. It's the thank. You. It's the first project I've ever recorded at my home studio. No um, it's the only. It's the only music I've ever put out that I recorded myself. Uh, my girl engine. My girl engineered half of it. Recorded me like we were trying to learn this shit together. Um, and <laughs> so even down to I, I'm trying to drop a project every month this year, straight like that. Um, and so it's gonna be really hard. I, and out all the projects that I dropped. My favorites are the ones that I haven't dropped yet. Um, so it's it's really hard for me to say what's out, what I enjoy most. But Plug Talk 2 uh, is, is a long story short. <laughs> Fair enough, brother. You know what I mean? We all have our, you know, little things. But the way you put it, bro, so many artists are going to be like, you know, offended. You don't say they're, oh, man, you don't like my beats. <laughs> you know? nah, nah, you know? man, I'm not I'm not dropping nothing that I'm not absolutely in love with. Yeah. Um, and I'm not dro- I'm not working with uh, i work with producers that obviously not everything they do is amazing but what we make with the songs that we decide to create um i, I absolutely love the production um mm. that it, it helps me be the artist that i'm trying to be today so the a lot of the songs um are 50 50 with them it's, just, it's the way i go about splits um like I, I think that the producers are just as important to the track that i am so uh what i've been doing with these projects it's just giving the producers uh, half of the royalties up front because oh, it's yeah. y'all. Nice. I've been I've been making sure that the tracks and the albums are on their pages so they get the views from it, they get the the notoriety from it. Um, the the song that I have with Jay Grams is on a pl- is on a project called Plug Talk Two, um, Anthony Cannon, and the song is called Pain Ain't Nothing. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorites from the project. Uh, me and Jay Grams. He's 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 really dope. I don't know if y'all are familiar with him. Uh, he's a young cat, even younger than me. Um, and I hit him up for a feature, and he was like, he didn't respond. I hit him up for a feature for a while, he didn't respond. And one of my friends who put me on the J Graham hit me eight nine months later. He was like, yo, why haven't you ever hit up J Graham's for a, a feature? Like he's he's young. He's not super famous. He'd probably get he'd probably do it for the low. It's like I sent him the screenshots. I was like, nigga, I hit him up a couple times. <laughs> and within five minutes, I had Jay Grams hitting me up because my friend tweeted at him. He was like, yo, I want I want to see uh, Anthony and Jay Grams collab. And Jay hit me up. He must have clicked on my page or something and went to message me and saw that I had already messaged him. And so he hit me up, was like, what are we trying to do? Um, I got a track with King Los in the vault. And oh, it has a rapper who puts good music out. Oh my, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have a I have another open verse on this King Loach joint. He's one of the he's one of the best rappers ever from Baltimore. Jay Grams is one of the up and com- one of the up and comers from Baltimore. So uh, I tried to I tried to get Jay Grams on the King Loach joint as mm. well. He said that he's gonna do it. He ain't sent me the verse back, so I don't know if, if we're gonna have the part Dang. two of the J feature. But uh, no, no love lost because Son handled the shit like a professional. He got me the verse back in a week, uh, and messing with some of these cats that don't know you or owe you anything, it's it's hard for them to be a man in their word, especially somebody yeah. that young. You wouldn't expect them to to handle their business so professionally. Yeah. So shout out Jay Grants right. for sure. Yeah, it's a good it's a good way to start things, especially if you just getting into it. Because if you get in the habit of you know, taking your sweet ass time on features, people just that, that word is going to get around. 
yeah. There's a Jay Grams is Jay Grams is Smoke Dizzle's like little prodigy. It's like the rapper mm-hmm. Smoke Dizzle is trying to bring up, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah I heard if you're not familiar, I oh, yeah, I fuck yeah. Smoke <laughs> What? How can you not? Yeah, I fuck with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a question here: uh, What is your top five favorite rappers of all time? And also, give me your top Ooh. five favorite rappers from New York. Best rappers from New York. Damn, I saw I said, son, I, I've never I've never written my answer down for this. Um okay. the, there's only a, my top favorite rappers of all time. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to say. Um it's really hard for me to say because so many people influence me. I'll mm-hmm. go through I'll go through my favorite rappers uh from different periods because my top five right now uh would be way different than my all-time yeah. top five. When I was the, the person who got me into music, my mom went to prison when I was six. Uh, she was she was on drugs. She ran out. She not ran out, but she was removed from my life. And I, I had a lot of negative feelings towards her at that age. Eminem was was ripping his mom. And he was being so honest at that age that it, it showed me the power of words early. Um, so for the from like six to eight, it was Eminem. And then it went to DMX because I had a little MP3. I had a little MP3 um, that my brother gave me that had a mob beat DMX and more technique on it. And I'm just like, Jesus, this shit is bananas. I never heard nothing like this. Um, DMX transition. He, he wasn't dropping too much music at the time. Uh, and you know who was? Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was dropping every day, it seemed like. And so I got my ass whooped when I was about 10 years old for running around the house singing the Drought 2 lyrics. And <laughs> Lil, Lil, Lil Wayne quickly uh, fell off from my favorite rapper list after I got my ass whooped for that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, King, when I was in middle school, I, I didn't I didn't listen to music if it had a million views really like I was I was like oh if it's that mainstream I don't want to hear it so my favorites for that era were King Los um, like a, when Zero Gravity dropped I was on it early and that sh- I, I always was a fan from them somebody that I always get killed for for saying that I really love and still to this day is Hobson. Um, I, I really, really fuck no, with Hobson. Bro, he spoke to the underground, bro. I, people that hate on him, it's like they call him corny now, but it's like, bro, you can't deny when he no. came out, bro, like when he started popping, his shit was a great, like you can't tell me if you hate him or not, you can't tell me you there isn't a fucking ill mind of Hobson that you don't love. Shit. What? Yeah, just- no, and, and I wonder, like, I, hold up, I, I'm about to keep listing these rappers off, but I have a question for you, Reckless. Um, but- so Royce uh, became my favorite rapper uh, probably around ninth, 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, may- maybe, nah, yeah, ninth, ninth, 10th grade when I first heard Prime. That's 2014, so that makes sense. Um, and Royce has been my favorite rapper ever since. Um, he, I, I, I think that there's rappers that rap just as well as him sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but he really speaks to me in a way that almost like a father figure would sometimes. Like, I don't think that nigga's perfect, but he can be very vulnerable and yeah. just a, a extraordinary with the way that he conveys and articulates himself. Yeah. Um, cur- currently, it's Stove God. Like, I, I would say Stove God has creeped up into one of my all-time favorites already. Like, <laughs> very, very, very easily. Like, I, I don't yeah. think that he's the best rapper of all time, but I think that the reasonable drought 
is one of the best debut albums possibly ever and definitely in the past decade. Um, Like I've never heard somebody come into the game in my life. Most of the people that debut albums are classics in hip hop. That Mm -hmm. was around the year I was born. That was uh, Mm -hmm. before I was born. Um, Like a lot of the classics from people's debuts, I didn't get to see in real time. Um, There's there's so many artists that I could list off. Um, but drought slapped, bro. Oh my God, son! It, it's not. It's not fair. Um, not really. but speaking of speaking of Hobson, uh, a West Coast artist that I don't know what his wave was like in Cali. However, I know that his independent game was was international, was universal. Was there a wave for Hobson back in the day in like a subgenre? I don't know if you were a fan of him back in the day or oh, yeah. if you stumbled across his music early. Um, yeah. Um, was, Cal, was Cali repping him at all? Uh, SoCal loved the fuck out of him. Uh, in the Bay, we didn't hear much about him at all. Like okay. Central California, we didn't really hear much of him. Only like the cats were like those backpackers who were did like hip hop heavy, those small groups. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they will fuck with them. But like the Bay wasn't really too into like Hobson. When I went to see him at the Rock the Bells here in uh, Mountain View, like his stage wasn't even that full for him. You know what I'm saying? And it was you know, mm-hmm. hell. you know, everyone was going to go see like everyone else. You know. But mm-hmm. uh, SoCal LA, they loved Hobson. There was a big wave out there. People were fucking erping him and shit. All this, that was a hype out there. But oh uh, yeah, I'm, really... Funk Volume had a real movement. And yeah. uh, you remember, you remember, you remember Swizz? Yeah, Swizz and Tony Hoppa made a dope ass beat for all of them. Swizz is some. Oh my lord, son! It was a crazy movement. Swizz is somebody that I've never met, but me and him have built like a little relationship. Uh, pause but we built a little relationship and connection through this music uh i hit him i hit him up for a feature a couple years ago he sent me the track and we've been in communication ever since he took the time out to call me we sat on facetime for like 90 minutes and the nigga had no obligation to talk to me at all yeah yeah, yeah. like seemed real invested and motivated uh to he's he's trying to do almost like some second wind career shit like he's he's stocking up preparing for a big comeback and rebrand um, and that that's somebody who I don't think he was ever the best rapper in the world, but he had his real own unique style that yeah, I think yeah. fell into like the, the back corner when some of that downfall of funk volume happened. I don't think many people yeah. were checking out for him after that, mm-hmm. but he's somebody I really fucked with back in the day, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, you don't hear much of him after that. After Hobson, the whole funk volume thing died. I tell about it. No one really heard by anyone else, but except for like yeah, yeah. Hoppe, he still was actually like, doing, you know, Dizzy was like the only one who like <clears throat> started something of his own after, you know. But that's the mm-hmm. you know, weed. The weed's gonna take you. <laughs> I was gonna say Dizzy Wright was like Wiz Khalifa if he rapped better. You feel me? I was um, like, oh. yeah. Jaron Benton. Benton. Jaron Benton was he? He was dope too, but he had such a niche lane. And a specific sound that yeah. I think that uh, if he would have tried to, if he was capable or tried to do more and branch out of it, he probably could have uh, extended his career, or at least his, yeah. his fan base a little bit. But I think he fell because he was more of that horrorcore uh, genre. Yeah. It's yeah. not really the most digestible for the masses, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Even Dizzy Wright should have been bigger. I mean, he was dope. And he even went toe-to-toe with Snow the Product on one of her projects, the business. Uh, yeah. I forgot what album it was, but like, they, he went toe-to-toe with her. He should be bigger out there. Yo, do y'all, do you know, do y'all know the Horseshoe Gang? Oh, I've heard on. of them, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, so 
Funk volume. That's, that's, and, that's crooked. That's like crooked's. Uh, yeah, that's crooked. He yes. co-signed so, them and did some shit with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Uh, all the Horseshoe Gang is from Cali. Um, and Funk Volume got into a, a, a diss back and forth. I remember that. And they did the YouTube videos dissing each other. Yeah, son. Oh this my, was the only this, one that came crazy. He was crazy. the only one. Because Horseshoe, they came, they, they came to fucking rap. And Dizzy yeah, was the yeah. only one who like stood up against them. And like I was like, hey, Dizzy's yeah. fire. D- Dizzy probably had the best verse out of any group. Um, yeah. Like, it, it, and that surprised the absolute yeah. fuck out of me when I heard that for the first time because I knew he was he he can rap very well. He didn't yeah. always rely on his pen. That. Oh my <laughs> god, bro! For for you to be able to tap into that bag in and out whenever you want to, you yep. just turn a light switch on and off. Makes me think like, what else? Are, what else can that nigga do? Yep. He's yep. he's been able. To, Dizzy Wright may not have reached the heights. That he could have, but he's been eating good for a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, he's yeah. been he's been eating good for a long time. Damn, yeah. See, that's why that's why I fuck with Cannon, bro. He he is a student. You know what I'm saying? He's a student of this. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about all the shit that I fucking love, like battle rap. Hell yeah, yeah. volume and horse. <laughs> Even thinking of fucking advice from the fucking wise, bro. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to watch them shits now after this fucking. Interview. <laughs> 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 it's, always, it's always good to refresh, dog. I mean, it, it took. I I I, I want to be the best I can be. Like I, I I don't care about being the best rapper ever. I want to be the best that I can be, and I can't do that by myself. I don't need. I I do obviously. Everybody needs a team, but I like to just soak shit in. And besides for being an artist myself, first and foremost, I'm a fan. Um, like if I had to choose between rapping or listening to music for the rest of my life, gun to my head, it's not really a, a, a hard decision. I just hope that, it, that that's never, I'm never faced with that. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, like there's, yeah. there's, <laughs> there, there's right. so much, there's so much about hip hop to love and I'm glad that I was exposed to it early. Um, and I've, I've tried to do my job exposing others to it. Um, but the older you get, I think the harder it is to accept new things. And yeah. so if I, if I wasn't put onto that shit early, who knows, um, how far my knowledge would go or what I would be into these days. So I'm, I'm really appreciative of the folks who exposed me to it when I was young. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. So John, you got any ending questions for us? Uh, me? I, yo, he, I, I just had a great conversation, bro. I ain't got no oh, more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, in that I, case, uh, let us know uh, what's, what's going on next, bro. What's next? Yeah, let the people know. Yeah. So I've dropped a project every month since December. I've dropped Plug Talk 2 in December. I found out that you was doing that. When I did oh, the project yeah. today, I saw the other ones. I'm like, damn, I got to catch up on the catalog. Because I was like, well, this project is a lot to listen to. We're doing research. Yo, if, if, you, if you fucked... This morning. Because it's funny because uh, niggas reviewed Familia. And familiar with some joint that I, I, I linked up with an artist in Cali. Yeah. He came out to Ithaca. We recorded it in the stew. And I was like, I didn't send this to them. Like, I got other projects. <laughs> but, and I saw but, today when I went to do it, I was like, let me do Cannon's new thing. Because I remember I saw you post it. And I'm like, let me see his new one. And I'm like, yo, I missed a couple of these shit. I'm like, yeah. God damn. But I listened to it. Yeah, I didn't agree with the fucking oh. rating of that album. On the fucking oh, no. Nah, bro, it's all love. I had some great laughs about the rating of that album. And, it, yeah. and uh, the, the whole breakdown of it. Like it's not something that I didn't 
consider and not just from y'all like i i had to listen to this shit for months before it came out like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was something very different than what i've ever done before but mm-hmm. uh plug talk to in december familiar in january i dropped palindrome in february yeah. uh, and i dropped freedom of a slave in march if okay. if you're tuning in or if you tune into this in the future go run those up go listen to them because I'm, I'm positive that you'll find something that you enjoy um, and as we talked about earlier, I do plan on continuing that. I have the music locked and ready to go. It's just about figuring out what projects are going to go in which month. And so in April, um, I just received some of the final mixes back for, for the project I'm about to drop. It's called The King is Dead. Uh, and it'll drop, I believe, the 22nd of April or the 29th. I don't want to do the 22nd of April because I, I dropped the 22nd of February to 22nd of March. Yeah, uh, and I, th- I think that might get played the fuck out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but on folks, I, OCD or something. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, I do, I do got a new project coming out next month and I'm always working on new things to, to put out. I might sprinkle some singles in there. I'm trying to shoot a video for one song off of every project that I really fuck with. Videos are expensive though. And so I'm, I'm more focused on just dropping the music and, and let that shit speak for itself. It's something that I was, uh, I was self-conscious of for a long time. Mm. Uh, freedom of a slave I recorded, uh, during like when the pandemic first started, like when the riots was happening and shit, I've had that project done for two years. And it's something that I sat on because I recorded it myself. I overanalyzed it. I wasn't going to drop it. I was like, this isn't even, this isn't good. This isn't a oh, good display. That would have been a time, bro. I fucked fuck with it heavy. I was like, yo, he talking. Not, now that you mm-hmm. mentioned you did it during the pandemic, it makes sense. Cause you were hitting a lot of mm-hmm. like, you know, some political notes and some, mm-hmm. you know, shit that I, you know, I don't necessarily associate with, you know, when you rap and I yeah, was like, of course. doing it. This is the way I got this is how you fucking <laughs> yeah. Thank I, I, you, dog. Morning, I was like, yo. And then I, you know, I, I ran uh just pasta back a couple times because I was yo, just, that shit. Just yeah, it, built, it, built, it built for me. It just the way it started, I'm like, all right, what's he gonna get into? And the direction you took it, I was like, let's fucking go. Like this shit got uh, mad quotables. It's dope, bro. A lot of yeah, the palindrome album was one of my personal favorites. I fuck with that. I don't know if you saw the comment I left you on the on the picture. <laughs> a big old like review of it, my own personal like take on it. I like the part. Um, no, on 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 Instagram or something. On Instagram, yeah. You asked me how I thought I thought about it. I replied, you know. <laughs> Son, I'm a, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go peep that because to be honest, I'm dropping the most music that I've ever dropped, bar none. And mm. I stay away from social media more than I've ever stayed from, away uh, from social media. Uh, like I'm not I'm not promoting it the way that I would have promoted uh, any album that I've dropped in the past. Like, cause that shit gets real, real, real tax. Well, yeah. Thank you. Hey. Thank you. Collective. I appreciate that. Hey. Um, but collective, yeah, I knew you uh, know something is in there. Fucking <laughs> 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 Shout out to collective. Shout out to, shout out to collective. But uh, <laughs> it was, it was a, it, it's been a, it's been a struggle because one of the things I was really trying to, I wanted this, the projects to get put in front of everybody's face. I wanted to make sure that we're perfect. I wanted to make sure that uh, perfectionist, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I had to realize that that's a horrible mentality. And if these don't come out, then I'm never going to put them out. That's never going to put them out. And I I couldn't live with myself with that. Um, And, and so I'm glad to be putting this shit out. Palindrome seems to be like when, if I, when I pulled my, audience and ask them what was their favorite projects 
that I've dropped recently. It was Palindrome Bar None. Palindrome is performing the best. Uh, Palindrome has been received the best. Uh, Jake Daniels hit me up along with many other people, but y'all know Jake. And, and yeah, shout out Jake. He was like, yo, uh, I'm, I'm really impressed by Palindrome. This is your best work. This is something that I think this is like a next step type shit. And I got to listen like, to Palindrome okay. now. Yo, you got to That's you got, about yo, bro. That shit was hard. Out, yo, you got you to you check out Palindrome. Yeah, uh, that song really, Avril Lavigne is my personal favorite. I check that shit out. Av- Avril Lavigne is is my personal favorite off that project too. If I had to pick one, um, mm-hmm. I don't. I think I actually, I think Avril Lavigne is the best song on there. Not my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I, I have to change that. Um, when I when I was making this music, it was really just I, I just write every day. I force myself to sit down for an hour because I have the beats. I now have the archive of beats and it's up to me to to write this shit and so that's what i force myself to do every day try not to burn out and so when i get to a studio and i record 12 tracks and then i go next month and i record another 12 tracks and i do that for two years now i'm sitting on 300 songs and i i need to put that shit out because not only did i spend 300 dollars a studio session (laughs) and i'll be wasting my goddamn money I need to I need to put it out to the world and let that shit just sit. I can't be worried about what people think. I can't be worried about trying to make everything perfect. Uh, I have to give people the chance to to fuck with me. And I think and you're robbing uh, them of this story. You're robbing them of your progress because it's like I, I have a trouble. I have a hard time with that too. When you lock in, you have so much music in the cuff. You're only gonna get better because you're hungry. Mm-hmm. So everything you do is not gonna sound the same the next day. It's not going to just keep losing quality, but it's like you're taking that experience that you're having live action for what it is from the people from listening. (laughs) You don't don't want to do Chade, the the producer of Plug Talk 2, um, he he said we have three uh, we have three projects and Plug Talk 2 is the shortest of the projects. uh, And uh, the other two are obviously unreleased. But when we were talking, he was like, I haven't even heard what you've done with other people. But, but if you like your greatest asset to you is your unreleased music. And if your greatest asset to you, isn't your released music that you're putting out to people, then yeah. you're, you're never going to grow real. the way that you want. Very to. Real. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it opened real. my fucking eyes. Um, that was a talk we had probably in like August or September of last year. And, and you're right, John, that was a great point because you a project like freedom of a slave that was made two years ago mm-hmm. and now it's april it's literally was made two years ago i have shit now today that i that i would put over that with with my eyes closed without yeah. thought yeah. but i skipped so many I, there was so many places that i needed to go to before i could get to where i am now and if people don't see that um then then they're not really going to get the full story they're and that's why i'm story, yeah. that's why i'm using that's why i'm using these eps to lead up to bigger projects throughout the year. Palindrome, I had I had Palindrome finished, recorded a year and a half ago. Like yeah. it, it, it was, it was. Sounds fresh to me. That's crazy. It, it, some, Cause it got, got that brand new mix on it. Like, it was really important to me just to let this shit keep rocking, to keep flowing and to stop giving a fuck. Like I, I I, I feel bad because I'm a person that really likes to answer the DMs and respond to every comment and go through my messages and have these conversations. But it's it's taxing. Like, I, I can't be uh, doing everything I'm doing 
and putting that amount of the, the bulk of my effort into the social media game. And that's what I thought I was going to have to do if I dropped the projects. I thought I was going to have to promote these shits incredibly. Mm-hmm. Thought yeah. I was going to have to do fucking everything. Nah, just let that shit go, dog. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. And then when you're ready for that one where you're like, yo, I need the marketing to be perfect yeah. and all that, yeah. you focus on that one. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's coming. And there's a there's a couple of those coming because I'm hearing this. I, this is the one I reviewed today is a fucking two year ago project. I'm worried. That's going to be too far. <laughs> I don't know if I can review it, bro. I fucking enjoy <laughs> today's thoroughly. There's a, there's a couple projects that I have that I've really, I, I really think if I were to, it's hard because I'm going to drop 12 projects by the end of the year. But there's a couple projects that I have that I think could be like top 10, top 20 projects from anybody this year. If I get every, if I tie up all the loose ends, like I'm, I'm pouring my heart out on these tracks. I'm rapping in a way that I've never been able to, and I'm comfortable colorblind. I was not comfortable. I was uncomfortable as a matter of fact, and I've been able to slowly, surely find my comfort zone and everything got easier from there to keep it above. Fire, bro. Hey, I, I will say from the first project till now, I'm a fan and I and I, I love seeing it. I like seeing the progress. I like seeing the energy, the glow up, all of that shit, bro. It's dope. It's super Thank fucking you, dope, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like I said before, until till whenever, bro. You could reach out to me for anything. Like, I support you. I support what you're doing. I support your mu- your music, your movement. I fuck with your music heavy. Second that shit too, homie. And if you putting out shit like this two years ago, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bro, like, yo, you only leveling up, bro. And that's how it's supposed to be as an artist, bro. Oh yeah. I I, I appreciate y'all having me on today. Reckless. It's great to get to chop it up with you for real. I've been able to speak to John before and we've associated, we've, we've had conversations before, but obviously this is more intimate. It's different. Uh, yeah. I'm grateful for just being here. And the conversation was phenomenal. It, it makes it that much better. Niggas talk for an hour and a half and it feels like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, feels it, feels like it was five hell, minutes. You feel me? So that's, that's just a testament to how great you guys do, uh, how much research you guys do. And one thing that nobody could ever take away from you guys, no matter how butthurt they get over some of your reviews, is you guys are truly passionate about this shit. And you really just want to see the best from hip hop. And you just want to see the best from these artists. And I think I think if they understood that, y'all, they they would be more receptive to some of the criticism. But I don't I, I think you guys are the unsung heroes of the culture. And I'm just happy that you guys have invited me into this and it's going to be a, a relationship that builds. Dog. Oh, no doubt, man. Yo, I appreciate that. And, yo, I'm glad, you know, it's good to see artists notice that because it's like, yo, at the end of the day, we're artists, too. Yeah, <laughs> We want to see everyone blow up. We're artists, too. You know what I'm saying? And we just trying to dish out what we think we needed to get us better. You know what I'm saying? But, yo, again, this was super fucking dope. Everybody follow this man at Anthony Cannon. Look up Anthony Cannon and just go through his music. I promise you, you will not be let down. I Link promise. in the description below, y'all. Check that shit. Link out. in the description below. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> Yo, again, I appreciate you hopping on with us. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let this live one sit you know, out for like a day or two, and then I'm going to drop, mm-hmm. drop it next week. Perfect. Yo, I think this one's dope, though. There's going to be this jewels for everybody. There's gems. Yeah, there's so many gems in this. It's history. Son, it. Well, if you a fan of hip hop, this conversation was vital. 
Let's that, put it like that. 100%, <laughs> man. You know? People can become a better artist because of this. And I, I look forward to the next one because I'm sure we're going to be chopping it up again very shortly. I, yo, we got a link. Whenever if I'm if yeah. I remember your way or you're my way, whatever, we got a link. Absolutely. The same goes, I got to get some bud iron for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, son, <laughs> that trip's gonna be sooner than than expected. I, I'm trying to get out there before the year's over. One of my best friends uh, moved to LA recently. I haven't mm-hmm. been able to go see him in his hometown, but I'm definitely trying to take a trip out there uh, and, and visit the West Coast. Right, I used to live in Colorado. Uh, oh, that's okay. like that, that's the furthest west that I've really been, and, <laughs> and so I'm trying to make it back out there. I'm a, I'm gonna try to bring some loud too, but they probably gonna rest my ass on the airplane. <laughs> I, I was just asking you about that. Like, I'm just trying to go out to New York too. I'm like, hey, are they, will they arrest me if I bring a bunch of shit? In the Yo, <laughs> to be honest, not nah, be uh, the, my niggas go out to Cali four uh-huh. or five times a year now, and I just haven't been able to make that trip myself. They bring they they bring Bud back and forth like it's their job. You feel me? So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's just legal, illegal. I don't know if they care what what the vibe is. But as long as you don't got a suitcase full of pounds, you probably yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm not trying to big ass case full of it, bro. I'm just trying to have a little small little package or something. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> some pre roll oh, yeah. in there, some wax tents. <laughs> no, definitely. But we definitely gotta have to chop it up in person like we have on on this virtual platform. We'll put it like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you come out here, bro, you know, it's, you know, it's good. Hi, right, man. But yo, again, truly appreciate you, man. Yo, everybody that joined in, we appreciate y'all, man. We signed. Oh, yeah. I hope y'all enjoyed this one as much as we did. I know me yeah. and Rex had a good ass time. I know Canon yeah. had a good time. This yeah. is you already know. All right, man. We signing off, people. So I'm going to holla at y'all. Peace.